your girl Shakira, and you are now listening to Unbroken, the self-love and healing tribe. When I think of the past and every traumatic, heartbreaking experience, I realize that everything happens for a reason. Every hardship I faced made me the woman that I am today and taught me something. My purpose in this lifetime is to share my experiences and knowledge to help our tribe reach their maximum potential. I first and foremost wanted to say thank you so much to every tribe member. We now have over a hundred tribe members and it wouldn't be possible without you guys. Your engagement, your love, your feedback, downloading the episodes, sharing it with your loved ones, posting it on your social media. Thank you so, 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 so much. I truly cannot do this without you guys. So I love you so much and thank you once again. Now, today's topic is going to be resiliency, trauma, and overcoming hardship. Now, after experiencing hardship after hardship, some people start to get in a victim mentality. But ask yourself, if you're going through hell, why stop there? Remind yourself, what is a good story without heartbreak or obstacles? No, seriously, think about it. How boring would a story be if you said, yeah, I was born, I studied, and now I'm successful. The best stories are those that go into detail about overcoming obstacles. Think about Oprah, for example. Every hardship that you endure is simply a distraction sent to try to get you off of your path to success to the destiny that has already been ordained for you. I'm going to share my favorite key points from two books that I really love. The books are called The Four Agreements and Outwitting the Devil. These key points are great to remember when we need help overcoming a hardship or when we need to be resilient and strong. I'm also going to share my testimony. One of the toughest moments in my life when I had to be resilient and overcame hardship by using the points that I'm going to share with you guys. We are born with so many gifts, so much potential, but oftentimes we accept the opinions of others as our truth, or even worse, we have negative self-talk and become our own worst enemy. The person that you look at in the mirror, the person that you go to sleep with, the person that has always been there for you yourself, becomes your own worst enemy. We lose focus by spending our time with people who make us feel not good enough, not smart enough, not courageous enough, who feed us poison with their words, and after some time, we start to believe it. It's important to remember during those moments that hurt people hurt people. Extend grace. Why? because it simply isn't true unless you accept it as true. Do not be resentful. That's like drinking your own poison and expecting the other person to die. (laughs) Understand that a lot of times people don't intend to hurt you. They don't think, oh, let me go and hurt this person. No, they're just saying and repeating the things that were said and done to them. A generational voice, generational actions, that this voice talk them out of some things and even generations before them out of some things. And now 
They're using that same voice to talk you out of some, th- some things. And it is your decision to decide, am I going to accept this? Is this true? One of my favorite books is called The Four Agreements by Miga Ruiz. It helps individuals build resiliency and overcome hardship by sharing four agreements to live by. I'm going to touch on two of my favorite agreements, which are be impeccable with your word and do not take anything personally. The word, what we speak, can be used for good or bad, to uplift or to poison one another. The word is very powerful and I want to share an example of the power of the word from this book, The Four Agreements. Now, in this example, a mother comes home frustrated from work and the daughter is singing and the mother is really loving, really caring. However, she had a long day at work. And since she hears her daughter constantly singing, she gets annoyed, she gets frustrated, and she says something hurtful. She tells her daughter something along the lines of, shut up, your voice is so ugly, it's so annoying. And the little girl believes it. So what does she do? For the rest of her life, she doesn't sing. She constantly remembers what her mother said about her voice. I want to remind you that no matter what someone says to you or who they are, you always have options. You can agree with their opinion, fight back, or you can remind yourself of the two agreements. Don't take anything personally and be impeccable with your word. People who are mean to others are simply not fulfilled with themselves. Let God and the universe take care of them and give them grace. After all, when have you seen a happy person picking on others for fun? Highly unlikely. (laughs) Remember, hurt people hurt people. Next, let's talk about some important points from the book Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill, written in 1938 and published on the year of 2011. Outwitting the Devil is about walking in faith instead of fear. Napoleon Hill interviews the devil and pushes him to get the devil to confess the most common fears he uses against us to control our mind. The devil's goal is to make us drifters, and if we're not careful or aware, he will succeed. The devil confesses the nine doors of habit that he uses to tempt us. Fear, superstition, avarice, greed, lust, revenge, anger, vanity, and laziness. The devil even confesses the methods he uses to keep us undisciplined. These methods are the desire for food and sexual desire. He likes to use the desire of food because he's aware that food is a main responsibility for all mental and health problems. While it is natural to crave sex, prioritizing it leads to a lustful spirit. Lustfulness leads to self-destruction, distracts us from our goals, and prevents us from reaching our best self. 
Something that was really eye-opening to me in this book is how the devil only loses two people out of every 100. That is 98% of people that he is controlling. He knows our desires and he teases us with things like lust, drugs, money. One thing Pastor Stephanie Ike said on one of her sermons on YouTube, I love her, is ask yourself, who blessed you? The devil isn't stupid. Sometimes he will bless us with something that looks and feels from God, but it isn't. Being aware of the devil's tactics allows us not to fall in his tracks. Let's remain optimistic, though. Remember that before the devil does anything to ask to us, he has to ask God for permission. You know, sometimes God will allow certain things to happen to us, and at the moment, we don't understand what's going on. Later, we look back and realize, wow, that's what God was trying to teach me. But something I've learned is, God will continue handing you the same situation, the same person in a different body until you learn your lesson. Why? Because he loves us and he wants the best for us. That is why it's important to not play victim and to ask yourself, what can I learn from this difficult moment? Because if you don't ask yourself this question, baby, you're not gonna learn nothing. You're gonna stay stuck there and you're probably going to leave that relationship but continue dating the same type of individuals because God wants you to get disgusted with that spirit, disgusted with that treatment. He wants you to love yourself, to see yourself as he sees you and to lose the taste of your mouth of people that hurt you. Never lose faith. Outwitting the devil mentions the five elements of spirituality that can prevent us from becoming drifters. share three of my favorite points just because I don't want the episode to be too long and I still have to share my testimony on a moment that was really traumatic to me when I had to not take it personally when I had to be resilient and when I realized the tactics that the devil was using on me so stay tuned until the end of the episode now number one duty Napoleon Hill tells us through the devil that the first duty each human is to fulfill is to make him, her, they, or themselves happy. Find out how to live a content and fulfilled life. What makes you happy? When we are fulfilled and happy, that light radiates. You attract the right individuals. You even become a lighthouse to some. People notice your joy, your resiliency, despite what life throws at you, and people cannot help but be inspired. Remember, people don't believe what you say, they believe what you do. So start doing the work. After taking care of ourselves, the next responsibility is to take care of others. Help those around you. Love your loved ones. Spend time with them. Treat them. Be grateful. Love those even not around you. Hold the door for a stranger. Smile at a stranger. A smile is a universal language and you never know what's, 
what someone is going through or who may need it. Christmas is coming up and most churches, including Hope City Church, are allowing people to donate toys for those less fortunate. So feel free to visit their website if you don't have the time to drop off a gift. And as the saying goes, the best things in life are free, so seek volunteering opportunities, participate in playing bingo at a nursing home, helping in a food drive, or even fostering a cat or dog. Number two, prayer. When praying, you want to pray in confidence that what you're praying for is already done. Be specific, know what you want, have faith, and take the appropriate steps to get what you want and you will have it if it's God's will for you. I consider prayer a spiritual armor that defends us from the devil's tactics and anything dark that is sent our way. If prayer is not fulfilled, it's because God has something better in store for you or because he is protecting you from something. Number three, faith. Faith casts out all fear and just like everything in life, we have to practice it. Some recommendations I have that help me strengthen my faith is giving my worries to God. When I pray, I give Him my worries and I go on about my day. I recommend watching what you are hearing, what you are seeing for the ears, the eyes are portals to the soul. Listen to personal development, surround yourself with empowering people. Insecurity is contagious. After doing the self-work for a period of time, listening to positive music, pouring into yourself, I promise you a new neural pathway will form, your mind will adapt to it, and it'll become habitual. So when you feel like getting up, remember, faith casts out all fear, and it consists of definiteness of purpose and is reinforced by the belief in obtaining your desire. Remain faithful always. Now, if you're interested in reading The Four Agreements, you're more than welcome to click the link in my bio and it is listed on my Amazon storefront. You may also find the audiobook for free on YouTube and Spotify. Now, I'm going to share my testimony and before I do so, I am aware that a lot of us do not speak about the tough or dark moments in our lives because we fear being judged, we're afraid of being vulnerable due to a fear of appearing weak, when in fact, it's quite the opposite. Being vulnerable takes true strength and courage. The purpose of me sharing this testimony is for the tribe to see the tactics that the devil used on me to try to get me off my path to success. I want you to recognize how I use these agreements, how I remained resilient, and how I chose not to take anything personal that was done to me. So, I am a survivor of abuse and narcissistic abuse from my mother. On February 2018, I was sexually assaulted. Prior to the assault, my mother grew resentment towards me because when I graduated high school, I didn't allow her to manipulate me and have her way when she gave me an ultimatum. If you are new to the tribe and want to hear that story, please listen to the episode, My Story on Depression and How to Overcome It. So yeah, you guys, she resented me for that and she did not forgive me. What added to her resentment is the fact that after practicing meditation myself, yoga and reading, I had a spiritual awakening. The truth of my mother, my childhood, 
and the relationship she had with her children was revealed to me and finally made sense. So to help my sister, to try to save her from the pain, I told her exactly what my mom was doing and to not allow my mother to move in or she will ruin her relationship because my sister was in a happy relationship and that guy was really great. Sadly though, my mom did study psychology and uses her manipulation tactics on most of my siblings, so of course my sister ignored me. And the relationship I warned her about did in fact end. According to the book Gaslighting and Narcissistic Recovery by Don Barlow, narcissists use the following gaslighting techniques. Withholding, which refers to a narcissist's refusal to acknowledge another's emotion. You'll hear a narcissist say things like, what do you mean, when they know exactly what you meant. The other techniques narcissists use are countering, forgetting, trivializing, lying, discrediting you to others, weaponizing compassion, and twisting and refraining. I'm going to make a separate episode on narcissists though. Unfortunately for me, when I was warning my sister and telling her about my mom's tactics, my mom overheard me. As soon as me and my mother were left alone, she threatened me and called her friend. Together, they disrespected me, threatened to do voodoo on me so the spirits can reveal the answers to them. She kept pressuring me to tell her what I told my sister, what I told my sister, and I did not tell her anything, so she was threatening to do voodoo on me so the spirits could reveal the answers to her and her friend. So what did I do? I ran away. After running away, guess what? I called a friend who I thought I could confide in and he took advantage of me. He had a gun next to him, so I had to wait for him to leave the room for me to run as fast as I could and not look back. And that's exactly what I did. I was half clothed, bruised up at three in the morning, knocking on people's door for help. May God bless the family who allowed me to use their phone. I was hospitalized for a week following the assault, and guess who had to take care of me? My mom. <laughs> she forced me to act sick when I wasn't. She forced me to make the nurses believe that I was bipolar in hopes for a check. She even forced fed me as if I couldn't feed myself, as if my hands were broken. I was forced to lay in that hospital bed all week just because she wanted a check. If I even thought about getting up from that bed, she gave me the worst look ever. The narcissist, also known as my mother, took it as far as using my phone and pretending to be me. She texted a man that was six hours away that, mind you, I just met him less than a week ago. He asked me to marry him for benefits and that he would take care of me financially and I declined. And here my mother was, using my phone, acting like me, texting him, sending emojis, and she was so good at it that he believed it. He believed it so well that he drove seven hours to Houston to bring me flowers and visit me in my hospital bed. This caused me to have a stroke. My mom and her friend threatening me with voodoo, followed by sexual assault, begging door after door for someone to help at three in the morning, all bruised up, my mom abusing me as I'm in the hospital, 
and now I technically have a stranger in my face with flowers trying to hold my hand. This caused me to have a stroke. Now, did my mother ever apologize for that? A narcissist apologizing? Absolutely not. I didn't talk to her for months. And after all, she caused me a lot of trauma and pain. Submitting to her and always trying to please her even made me pray in the real world, causing me to attract narcissistic friends and ex-boyfriends. What helped me heal from this, however, is not taking it personal. And although the memories still hurt and bring up emotion, I recognize that the way she treated me has nothing to do with me. So I extend my compassion. Narcissists are some of the hurtest people in the world. They excuse their behavior because they have a victim mentality. They don't realize that we're all going through our own internal struggles. Struggles, sorry. My mom, she was wealthy for most of her life, yes, but she also experienced lack of love, discrimination, domestic violence, and so much more. When my mom was wealthy, she donated washers and dryers to people in Colombia. She donated money to children in third world countries. She sent me to a resort in Myrtle Beach for my seventh birthday with my sisters. Got us whatever we wanted, whenever we wanted. And she even helped so many of her friends financially. Friends that backstabbed her, that sent people to rob her. I remember being, sorry, <laughs> it does bring up some emotion, but I remember being only, what, like six years old? And I was walking to the kitchen and my sister, she was eating KFC. And I see, I see her jaw drop as she's looking in the balcony and two men were jumping the fence about to rob us. People were always, always, you know, my mom, she would do her friends well and they would backstab her, send people to rob her. Aside from that, my mom was robbed. She had money stored in places and people would literally, that she trusted, would rob her. So, you know, she did a lot of great. But an important thing I must mention is narcissists, love to remind you of all the good they did to excuse their behavior and remember my loves be aware of that you were born worthy of love and respect just because somebody spoils you gives you the world does not and i mean does not give them the right to disrespect you to treat you poorly because i promise you there is a God who will love you, who will fill all the voids. Now, after reading Outwitting the Devil, it was clear that aside from my mom becoming a narcissist, the devil also had a lot to do with these traumatic moments. She fell into his tact tactics and he definitely lured her in. She was tempted by the devil's money as well as love and lust, even drugs. She became a drifter. My mom was wealthy for most of her life and the devil used his ta tactics of money, lust, and drugs and took it all away from her. So even if it took me time to forgive her, even if I'll never forget what happened to me, I choose to not take it personally. I love her and I do not judge her. That is God's job. 
I know that this generational curse did not start with me, but oh baby, it will end with me. My kids will never have to experience what I experienced. I'm grateful that we have a relationship now and I simply just keep strong boundaries to avoid her hurting me again. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. I'm going to share one of my favorite verses in the Bible. It's in the book of Ephesians, chapter 2, verse 8 through 9. You are saved by faith in God, who treats us much better than we deserve. This is God's gift to you, and not anything you have done on your own. It isn't something you have earned, so there's nothing you can brag about. And what this verse is basically saying is, you are saved by believing in God. He forgives us no matter what we do, and He loves us no matter what we do. We don't have to earn His love by doing things. So I want you to apply this to your life. You don't have to earn nobody's love. You were born worthy. Never forget that. You were born worthy. You are beautiful. You are brilliant. You are chosen. You were made to achieve great things. Your dreams and desires, they will be accomplished. I love to share resources because access to information truly does change situations. So make sure to check out Oprah on YouTube, Steve Harvey, Bob Proctor. Oprah and Steve Harvey, they've overcame so many obstacles and Bob Proctor is one of the law of attraction legends. Remember you guys, I love you, God loves you, or whoever you believe in, stay aware, stay woke, stay graceful, and if you enjoyed this episode, make sure to share it on your social media with your loved ones. Download it to your library. It would mean the absolute world to me. I love hearing your feedback, so make sure to leave a review. Shoot me a DM on Instagram at The Unbroken Tribe. Once again, that is The Unbroken Tribe. Mwah. I love you so much, and until the next episode.